Hello, and welcome to Traveling on Lime Kiln Pike with your host, Bryant Powell. I know it's been a while, audience, and I apologize for not having any new content in quite some time, but there is a reason why. I would say I'm fine, family's fine, work is going well, and everything's copacetic, but I guess the main reason why I haven't recorded in quite some time, which I think is a year at this time, is I just ran out of creative juice to create more content. While I do love traveling, I'm not the most world-renowned traveler in the world, and I kind of found towards the end of last year that I kind of ran out of places to go to and things to talk about. After a while, I would have been talking about me going to places that probably aren't the most interesting places in the world. And I didn't want to put up content just to put up content. And I would even admit too, I got kind of tired of the routine and the process and the framework of how I was trying to deliver the podcast. I remember the last one I tried to switch it up a little bit with Sydney were bringing up images of uh, where I've gone to and kind of explaining why those images really spoke to my time in Australia. But looking back on it, not being a visual medium podcasting, it's kind of hard to really see the image I was describing. While it was very important to me for many of my audience, it probably couldn't really visualize no matter how well I spoke to it the best as possible. So with that and uh, additional effort in my current role in my job and having my own podcast within the organization I work with now, a lot of my time was actually being stretched between this podcast and the other one. And the other one I felt was more new and dynamic, allowed me to interview just fantastic guests and people. And that's what probably took more of my time away from this podcast than anything else. But why am I coming back to it now out of any time? I think I just had this a, a bit of inspiration. Uh, it's towards the end of 2022, and it's a lull between a major trip I'm going to take going to uh, Paris, France in uh, late December. So the traveling bug was in my thought process recently. I felt like, hey, what's a way to kind of get some of that energy out? Huh. Come back to the Traveling on Lime Kiln Pipe podcast and talk about something I love talking about, which is traveling. Uh, so this episode, I'm definitely going to talk about my travel adventures I took late this summer, which is Charleston, South Carolina. And then hopefully in a few weeks, I might be able to present another episode of a lifelong bucket list thing I always wanted to do that I accomplished earlier in spring of uh, 2022. But this episode is going to be more around my time in Charleston, and I would admit this episode, I'm not really as prepared as I normally am, and I don't have like top 10 places to go, locations, and so on and so forth, but I think this episode is going to be very familiar to the first episode I created with uh, my first trip to Atlantic City, and really being just something that comes from the heart and the nuances of my time in that location. So let's start talking about Charleston. And probably the number reason why I probably want to know why I went to Charleston is why did I go to Charleston? And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know me. I try to find fantastic deals. And 
Once again, I was able to find a fantastic deal to go down to Charleston with me and my partner for $19 each of us one way going there. So basically less than $50 for both of us to go down there round trip from Philadelphia. Now, I would admit this was Frontier Airlines. And as everyone knows recently, Frontier Airlines can be significantly hit or miss when it comes to their particular deals. However, I was able to take advantage of this deal going down. We only issue is, is that when we went down, it was on a Tuesday and we had to come back on a Friday. So we left late Tuesday night, probably around 8, 9 o'clock, not getting to Charleston until around 10. And then we had to leave uh, Charleston on Friday afternoon around 5 o'clock. But so not really a weekend trip, but a weekday trip. And it was raining pretty consistently while we were down there. But with the cheap flight and Nothing to do during that time of the year in the summertime. We decided to kind of go down. And in going down, I decided I kind of wanted to do a clear day, try to figure out and set up myself for the rest of the year when it comes to work, my personal life, my career, just trying to get all of those ideas that are doubled in my head to kind of have that day to kind of focus on work, similar to what I did in New Orleans. It's just for me just to kind of learn more about me and myself while my girlfriend and my partner was actually working during the day. So we were both working while we were there, but we're kind of doing two different things. So we got to Charleston uh, that Tuesday night, ended up getting a hotel right by the airport, 15 18 miles away from downtown, which wasn't really too bad, the grand scheme of things, because it gave us a chance to kind of get away from the city if we want to be down there. But while we're having a clear day while we were there in the hotel while she was working, we were strategizing what we were going to do down in Charleston during the, the nights and the evenings. And if you guys are aware, Charleston is a foodie place and then some. If you love Southern comfort food, Charleston is the place to go. So we decided to hit up a couple of Charleston soul food spots while we were down there. And we also wanted us to get a little bit of the culture of it by walking down King Street and uh, also going to the Charleston Museum as well. So we wanted to get a really good sense of uh, of the city while we were there, specifically during the day. And this the places that really come to mind. Uh, one was... Uh, Bin 152. It's a great wine spot on King Street. Uh, we went to really, really late at night when we got in on Tuesday. Had to have been around 11 o'clock when we got there, but it was a cool, like, low-key wine bar with wine bottles all over the shelves and, like, wine enthusiasts kind of talking about wine. Only thing they sold there was wine and small little chocolates, but had a very... French style to it. It was uh, very laid back and low key. And uh, the wine had varying degrees of prices, some for a glass for $5, all the way glasses for $100. But it was a very nice low key area spot to be in kind of late at night during a weekday. Uh, Another place we ended up going to was Hyman Seafood. It was, I think, the award winning spot in Charleston for seafood. And I can attest it was fantastic. When you go in, there's celebrities' pictures everywhere. When you sit down at the table, there are like 
plaques of which which celebrity has sat there at one point in time actually sat in front of uh rick flair's seat when he was once there once and i'm a huge wrestling fan so it's kind of cool to be in a seat where rick flair was and the menu is mostly against the wall so you kind of choose what you want or there's a menu they bring you as well but you kind of choose different things that you want we got like a a three fish platter with i think salmon i got uh, scallops and fried shrimp. It had uh, uh, hush puppies for like a little appetizer. We had like green beans and uh, I think mashed potatoes for sides as well. And they get pretty huge portion sizes. And afterwards, we were super filled and full. And the place was packed with people. It's two levels up. And I, I highly recommend this is a place to kind of go to when you go to Charleston. So while in Charleston, we didn't have a lot of time to do things because she had to work during the day. We were only there for a few days, but mostly we just walked around King Street, uh, which was a the most popular street, I guess, when it comes to traffic in the city. A lot of shops, either from boutique shops to hot spots to bars and restaurants. And when we were walking up and down the streets, you could tell that this was a dapper city it seemed like every single person was like dressing in their sunday best their their southern uh bell best it was very very high-end wear people were wearing and i felt like really had to dress up a little bit to fit in with the joneses with the people in charleston but it was a, a place to be seen in of itself but you also had some very low-key areas too where people were dressed pretty normally but uh, just walking up and down the area in Charleston, it was basically uh, either stores or very nice restaurants and southern restaurants people were eating in. So, again, if you want to come to Charleston, make sure you bring an appetite because the food was tremendous there. And while we were there, too, on the second day, we ended up going to the, the Charleston uh, market where they had a lot of nice places to buy, like little trinkets, food, uh, things of that nature. It wasn't as, I would say, interesting as other markets I've been to, but it's a, a tourist attraction. People kind of go there and just kind of pick up some little knickknacks here or there. We also went to, I think, the Rainbow Row. It's like a, a row of houses uh, that are of different colors right by the water. It's a tourist attraction place, but I, again, wasn't very impressed. I would admit it was a rainy day, so we really couldn't get the photos that we wanted. But it was nice to see, I guess, different colored houses walking up and down the street. But nothing too impressive whatsoever. But what I was kind of impressed by, and you could probably tell from previous podcasts, is I really liked the architecture of, of Charleston. It gave had a lot of different like plantation house styles, very, very similar to New Orleans. It had that New Orleans feel to it, that Creole feel to it, and uh, I guess with the food of uh, Charleston and the look of it, if you were in a French uh, style to it, you would have thought you were in New Orleans, especially going down certain blocks. And learning why I learn about Charleston now, similar to New Orleans, it was a very, very industrial city when it was first coming up, and I think it was the richest city in the United States at one point in time, with it being a major seaport from uh, international uh, countries uh, delivering food and products uh, to uh, the United States. 
And then going to the History Museum, we, which, again, I'm not trying to hate on the city of Charleston because the people were super friendly. The food was amazing. And just the visuals of the city were nice, too. But the Charleston Museum was, wasn't as impressive as other museums I had been to in the past. It was almost a hodgepodge of different types of museums kind of thrown in one. It was like uh, like a, a history museum when it comes to the history of Charleston. There's a little bit of like a zoology part where it's had different types of animals that were in the Charleston area. There was one of different antiques that were discovered in Charleston, like plates and lamps and, and things of that nature. So it was $10 to get in. So it wasn't super expensive, but it was not probably the best museum I've been to, but it was something to kill some time. However, there are other parts of the museum which you could have toured plantation houses owned by different uh, plantation owners. And Charleston is kind of known for tourists going to plantation areas of the Charleston area that used that used to house slaves as a black man and my girlfriend being a black woman, we weren't very interested in going to plantation houses. While it is a historic site in of itself, uh, on a vacation, I'm not trying to have those particular memories or thoughts of when I'm trying to enjoy myself. Now I'm going to admit, there wasn't a lot of things we did in Charleston compared to other locations that we went to. Like I said, we went to a museum, a couple of restaurants walked by the water, the market. But from all the memories and things that we did in Charleston, the really the one that sticks to mind and has kind of stayed with me, not only during my time in Charleston, but even now as we speak, were the Uber drivers that took us back and forth from the hotel and places in Charleston. I say that because more than a few of the Uber drivers that we rode with had talked to us about how they got to Charleston. And multiple of them told us that they decided to come to Charleston with no plan or direction or moving in with family. They decided to come basically on a whim. One had gone to a bachelor party, fell in love with the city, and stayed for multiple different years. Another woman went with a friend to Charleston loved it, and ended up staying over the summer, even though she had multiple kids back at home where she was currently living in Texas. The story with both of these individuals was that they needed to come to Charleston because they wanted to switch things up. They wanted to change or evolve in the part of their life that they didn't think they needed to be evolved. They basically want to have a change of scenery and figure out if Charleston was that place that they wanted to stay moving forward. And I thought it was very fascinating that multiple people that we ran into in a few days that were there decided to come to Charleston in a whim. And while the city was fine with me, I didn't see it as like a city like Los Angeles or New York or Chicago where people just just love to go to the city. And these people were from nowhere near South Carolina. One was in Texas, one was in Arizona. But I was kind of impressed by their ability to go off on a whim and evolve themselves or evolve the aspect of their lives and just take that risk and 
just try something new and different. And I always have a hard time doing that because I always feel like I have to be conservative to a certain degree. But seeing them be able to go off in this venture, even though they have responsibilities and evolve themselves, figure out who they are as a person was very inspiring. And I guess to a certain degree, that's why I ended up coming to Charleston to begin with, uh, just for the, the few days. As I said earlier, I really spent those few days kind of refiguring out where I was in this chapter in my life. And, you know, to be transparent, as of February of 2022, I really dawned on me that with COVID kind of coming more towards the end of things and trying to figure out where I want to be and what I want to do, I really feel like I need to start settling down a little bit in my life and just kind of staying in one place and kind of figuring out where I wanted to be in that settled space. And I basically came down to Charles to figure out what that plan looked like. What did that look like in a career? What did that look like in other hobbies and interests that I had, like speaking and podcasting and uh, where I wanted to live? Was it still in Philadelphia or someplace outside of Philadelphia? And another part that dawned on me too was what I want to do this personally to help out individuals and people. And during my time in Charleston, I really tried to plan out like the the roles I want to have in my career, what I want to do creatively, and then the last one was very important to me: how I want to give back. So during my time in Charleston, I really wanted to really delve deep and really start becoming a philanthropist, and that was very important to me. And paying it for giving back is very important to me. And in doing so, I really figure out strategies for me to invest my time and effort in giving back to the the school I went to, get my MBA at Washington University in St. Louis, which I created a pay it for scholarship for people that uh, are underrepresented minority trying to get MBAs. Uh, I really wanted to create that and create a legacy of giving back of not only for the school, for myself, but my family as well. And Another part of it was giving back to the African-American community uh, that I was born and raised with in Philadelphia, especially with my passion for film. So I end up donating and being a luminary member of the Black Star Project, which is an organization that supports the Black Star Film Festival in Philadelphia every single year. And I, I guess... Just like those individuals that came to Charleston who wanted to reinvent themselves, trying to realize something and trying to figure out if that could work. I guess I came to Charleston just to try to figure that as well and kind of put things into place. So when I would come back to Philadelphia, back to regular life, that things were in place, which I wanted to start the next phase uh, of my settling down of my life and career and as well as giving back uh, to the people and organizations that really helped me. So it was a therapeutic experience going to Charleston and, and figuring that out, just like those drivers as well. So when I was speaking to them about their experiences, why they came, it was kind of similar to why I came to Charleston as well. I'm not quite sure if Charleston has that effect on people or not, but it was kind of funny how I came to that conclusion while I was there. And I'm still trying to figure it out too. I guess like we all are, and it kind of maybe comes full circle with the podcast while I haven't 
really been active on it for almost a year because I'm still trying to figure out what this podcast is at the end of the day. And I was thinking about it in Charleston, but I still couldn't figure out then. And I still trying to figure it out now. I was inspired by it, but I still trying to figure it out now. So what that podcast looks like, I don't know. Is it something I still do on a biweekly basis I did beforehand? Is it something I do off of the off of a whim when I really feel inspired to do so? Is the format going to be the normal structure that I had it with places I recommend going, locations, a story or an impactful moment? Or is it something like this where I just speak my truth and kind of speak to my experiences as well? So I'm trying to figure it out. Maybe there's another trip to Charleston to go down to kind of figure out that next phase of this podcast. But only thing I can say is I want to thank you, the audience, for listening to me uh, for this podcast, for supporting us from the beginning, for being a subscriber, for, for loving traveling and just being with me during this whole entire experience and journey. And I'm not quite sure where it will lead, where it will be and where it will go, but I love for you guys to be along for the ride when I figure it out. So I guess that's basically it. No, thank you again for listening to the podcast, Traveling on Lime Kiln Pike, with my experiences in Charleston and my re-evolution of, of not only of myself, but of the podcast as well. And like as always, if you decide to travel, make sure you bring a pal. Talk to you soon.